So this morning, friends, I'm just going to put it out there for you. I love cafeterias. I do. I love cafeterias. I, I went to the cafeteria as a child often on Sundays with my family after church. The only time I ever saw my father speed was when he was trying to beat the Baptist to Luby's. And I continued my affection for cafeterias when I went to college when I used to drag a friend or two to the Furs cafeteria to eat dinner with me. Well, one night I was at Furs with one of my friends and we were pushing our trays through the line, piling them up with all sorts of delicacies, when I noticed a gentleman ahead of me in line. What I noticed first was that he looked sort of worse for wear. His clothes were a little bit dirty and worn out. His shoes were just completely worn out. And then I noticed how little he was putting on his tray to eat. Because you see, my tray was already so heavy I could hardly push it. I'm, I'm sure I was constructing uh, my favorite meal, still is, fried fish, macaroni and cheese, green beans, and a clover leaf roll, the meal of champions. But this gentleman, when he got to the cashier, only had three things on his tray. He had a little bowl of peas and a piece of pie and a glass of iced tea. And it soon became apparent that he didn't have enough money for his meal. He fished around in his pockets and handed the cashier some change. And then this whispering began back and forth between the two of them. And eventually he, he pointed to the pie and she took it off of his tray. And I watched this man head off into the dining room with only this little bowl of peas and a glass of tea for his evening meal. Well, my friend and I went and sat down in the dining room. She'd seen this too. And, and uh, I said to her, I, I feel so sorry for that man. I feel so, so sorry for him. But I don't, I don't know if there's really anything that we can do. And she said, yes, there is. And my friend stood up and she took this nice slab of chocolate cake she had selected off of her tray, and then she walked across the dining room to that man's table, and she set it down in front of him and said a few words. I couldn't hear her, but I could see him, and he looked stunned at first, almost like he couldn't believe it. And then my friend smiled at him, and he smiled back. I've never forgotten that. I was so touched by my friend's gesture, but moreover, I was humbled by it because my friend's response, I knew, was a more spiritually mature one than mine. You see, we had both felt sympathy for the man. We felt sympathetic towards him. We felt sorry for him. But my friend moved beyond sympathy to compassion, which is a, another step, you see. There's a difference between sympathy and compassion. Sympathy, we feel sorry for someone. Compassion means love and action. It means actually doing something, taking action to relieve the pain or suffering of the person that you have these feelings of, of care for. Sympathy is a basic human emotion, friends. But compassion, 
Well, it's a holy one. And for that reason, I believe, Jesus asks us to live lives of compassion in this world. And he did that by setting the example for us, as he always did. He, he demonstrated compassion throughout his life. For example, in our text this morning, Jesus showed extraordinary compassion for this widow and her deceased son that he encounters outside the city of Nain, which is about 25 miles from Capernaum where he had been teaching and healing. Luke tells us that Jesus and his disciples are outside the gates of the city when this large funeral procession passes them and the deceased man on the stretcher is this woman's only son and she is a widow. Now friends, don't miss these details. Luke tells us these things for a purpose. He wants us to pay attention here. We're to understand something about the situation because you must remember that in that culture at that time, women had virtually no rights, no standing, no way to make a living. And so without a husband, without a son, this woman is sentenced to a life of poverty at best. At worst, she's sentenced to life on the street. It's as if she's been sentenced in a way to a living death. Well, Jesus sees this, and Luke tells us that he has compassion. So he says to the woman, do not weep. And then Jesus reaches out and touches the stretcher that the deceased man is on. Now, don't miss this detail either. Notice he has felt sympathy. Do not weep. And then he reaches out in action and touches the stretcher. Don't forget, too, again, at that time, no self-respecting Jew would risk touching a dead body because dead bodies were considered to be ritually unclean. But Jesus disregards this. He doesn't worry about it. He reaches out, he touches the stretcher, and he raises this man from the dead. By Jesus' compassion, this man is resurrected, and indeed, I would say his mother's life is restored in that moment as well. That's the power of compassion, my friends. Compassion is a holy and very powerful thing, but I, I got to tell you, I fear that sometimes there's not enough of it in this world. Not because we're all terrible people, not because the average person intends to be callous. I truly do not believe that. But I think it's just so easy for us to get caught up in our own heads and our own stuff and our own concerns, you know? We can worry that if we reach out, we'll look silly we can start thinking we just need to mind our own business or we can get caught up in the idea that everybody needs to take care of all of their problems themselves and so then you see we never move beyond sympathy. We get stuck there and never get to compassion. But friends, if, if Jesus operated on sympathy alone, he would have felt pity when that funeral procession went by, but 
then that man would have gone to the grave and that woman would have been on the street. And if Jesus operated on sympathy alone, well, he would have spent his ministry traveling the countryside, preaching and teaching and healing, but he would not have gone to the cross for us. Friends, Jesus didn't go to the cross out of sympathy. It was compassion that put him there. And so because we have been shown such great compassion by Christ, we are called to live lives of compassion as well as we follow in his holy footsteps as his disciples. And during this very challenging time, I think we have an opportunity to learn some things about compassion, to experience some soul growth around compassion, to deepen our capacity for it, to understand even more its power and the different ways that it can be expressed to others and even to ourselves. And friends, I, I know that you, you know that. Because Alamo Heights United Methodist Church speaking directly to you, I, I've, I've seen it in you. Ever since I arrived here last July, I've seen it in you. I, I've experienced your compassion myself. I've, I've heard about it in this time. You know that every day you get up and you pray for others, that's compassion. That's putting love into action. And if you get up every day and you also say a prayer for yourself, that is an act of compassion. Remember, Jesus tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And then as well, so many ministries in our church, people in our church congregation are finding new ways to show compassion, and I'm so inspired by that. For example, have you heard about our heart pillow ministry? You see, our, our heart pillow ministry, that, that's a group of very talented people who normally make these heart-shaped pillows to give to people who are sick or hospitalized. But in this time, they are now using their talents to make face masks for healthcare workers. And then there are the, the people of our choirs, our sanctuary choir, New Zion Youth Choir, our children's choir, and some of their friends under the most able direction of Nona Schwab, our assistant director of worship. They're feeding the hungry in our city by making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. They're delivering those each week to Haven for Hope, and then Haven for Hope takes those sandwiches and gives them to people who are unsheltered, our homeless neighbors who are so hungry. Last week, last I heard, the count was 362 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches just last week that went to feed our neighbors who are hungry and unsheltered in our city. And then there are so many of you who have taken part in our food drive. We've put barrels out in neighborhoods around the community, and you found those, and you have given so generously. All of the food that you've donated there has gone to the San Antonio Food Bank to feed our neighbors who are hungry because, again, food insecurity is such a very serious issue 
during this challenging time. And then you've given so generously of your financial resources. We have lifted up, for example, Meals on Wheels and Christian Assistance Ministry and Snack Pack for Kids, and you have given so generously to those charities that serve people in our community that, that need that sort of outreach right now. There's so much more that I could say. There are so many ways that you are already showing compassion, but I want to challenge you, friends, to lean into that holy action even more during this time. Because I do believe that as we lean into compassion by God's grace, we are shaped more and more into better and more Christ-like people. You know, I read once that uh, sometimes caring creates a burden for us. If you feel the burden of caring, you can relieve it by doing. So this week, I, I pray that you will show just one more act of compassion. Just one. Pick one thing and do it. And if you need more ideas or you'd like to be involved in what we're already doing through the church to demonstrate Christ's compassion in this world, you can go to our website, ahumc.org, click on care, and then go to outreach. And there are a lot of ideas there. My friends, you are compassionate people. I know that. I know that about you. But I pray that during this challenging time, you will be inspired to lean even more into a compassionate life. I hope you will dare to be compassionate, even if it's uncomfortable, even if, even if you worry that maybe you might be rebuffed. Just go ahead. Be bold in the name of Jesus. We have been shown such tremendous compassion by our Savior and Lord, and it's our honor to be his hands and his face and his feet in this world. Friends, move beyond sympathy to compassion. Put love into action. Will you pray with me? Most loving God, we give you thanks for you have shown such tremendous compassion to us. And inspired by that, Lord, may we be people of compassion in this world who put love into action, who reach out in concern and service to others. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.